Your word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. It is alive, an anchor in the storm, a compass in the wild. Your word is a foundation built with truth, unmoving and undiminished. By its light, all is seen and known. On your word, we stand. Uh, well, good morning, good morning, church, and welcome to the conclusion. We've been in this great series called Set in Stone, and we come to the conclusion of this series today. And, and our hope and our prayer has been this, as we start this new year off, in the month of January 2019, that we would all be set in stone, that we would dive deeper in the Word of God, that we would hold true to who God is and what God's doing in our lives, that we would go forward in Him. And as we've talked about that individually, right, that's where it starts, for our individual walk with the Lord and, and falling in love with Jesus and growing deep roots in Christ and in His Word. We also want to talk about that as a church, and the Bible tells us where there is no vision, the people perish. And that can be true in our own lives, that can be true in our families, and that can be true for us as a church. And so God's compelling us and calling us to go forward in Him. You know, Jesus, after His death, His burial, His resurrection, He called the disciples together. And He meets them and He gives them this. It's known as the Great Commission, right? He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus starts off, he says, hey, I've got all authority, and so here's what I want you to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. I got to tell you, there's been so many times in my life I've held on to those words. Surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Whatever you're facing today, just know this, God's with you. God's with you. God is for you. But he tells these 11 disciples, he's like, okay, guys, you go. You make disciples. You share the love and the grace that God has poured into you. You go and teach what you have been taught. And they did. And you turn from the end of Matthew into Acts, and they go and they start planting churches and starting churches and, and churches seeing the gospel being preached in all these different areas and transforming the world by the grace of God. And now we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. And now this is our turn and our time. You know, in January every year here at Rolling Hills, we do kind of a vision Sunday and say, hey, what's God calling us to do together as the body of Christ as we go forward? And, and so this morning, I want you to see this. We've kind of worked all week on putting something together. We could show at our Nolensville campus, at our Belmont Heights campus here at our Franklin campus and say, hey, look what God's doing and look where God's calling us to in 2019 and beyond. And so I'm so excited about today, and, and I'd love to just kind of load us all up in big buses and go around to Nolensville, to Belmont Heights, but, but I want to take you on a journey because we can't do that, right? So we're going to take you on a journey this morning, and I want you to see what's happening as we talk about what's happening right here and what's happening around the world for the glory of God. Watch this. Hey, Rolling Hills Church family, it's great to be together today. You know, we are one church with multiple campuses, and what God is doing in our lives together is just amazing. All glory to Him. We've been in an incredible series at all of our campuses talking about set in stone. And we said in 2019, as people in January are making resolutions about 
losing weight or you know saving money and, and these things are great and they're fine but we've said we want to be people who say as we begin this year we want to be set in a firm foundation of Christ we want to be set in his word and growing to be fully mature disciples and I love that because when we get this relationship right it impacts everything else and so we said we want to start this year in our lives off with the Lord grounded and set in stone in his word you know Jesus uh, told this parable and it's in Mark chapter 4. And, and I love parables. That's the way Jesus taught, right? They're earthly stories with heavenly meanings. And, and Jesus told this. And in fact, if you're reading Daily Step, if you've been in our reading plan and as a church or reading through the New Testament and through Psalms and Proverbs this year in 2019, and I'd love for you to get the, the Rolling Hills app and download it and then go look at Daily Step. But every day we've been reading, and you would have read this this week. But in Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells the parable of the sower. And some of you may have heard this, but Jesus said, hey, a man went out to sow his field. Now back then when they would sow, they would, they would have the seed in a bag and they would put it over their shoulder and the, and the farmer would go out, right? And he would, he would just start throwing the seed, throwing the seed and the seeds going everywhere. Jesus said, you know, he goes out to sow the seed and some fell on the path. It fell on the path and he, he said it couldn't grow up, right? And the birds came and snatched it away. He said, other seed, it fell, and it fell on the rocky soil. And, and it sprang up quickly, but, but then it had no roots, right? It had no depth. And so the sun came and burned it, and it withered away. He said, other seed fell among the thorns. And it sprang up quickly, but then the thorns choked it out. But then Jesus said, hey, some of the seed fell on good soil. And he yielded a harvest 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. I mean, that's incredible. Well, the disciples, you know, they kind of came along to Jesus and they're like, hey, Jesus, we don't get it. You know, what are you talking about? And I love as Jesus says, he goes, hey, guys, listen, I'm the sower, right? And the seed is the word of God. And I'm out sowing the seed. And some of the seed's going to fall on the road. It's going to fall on the path. And the evil one's going to snatch it away. There's going to be hard hearts, right? And they're not going to get it. They're not going to respond. He goes, but some of the seed, some of the seed's going to fall on the rocky soil. And it's going to spring up quickly, and people are going to be like, yeah, and they're excited, but, but then it has no root, it has no depth, and it's going to wither away. He goes, but some of the seed's going to fall among the thorns, right? And it's going to spring up quickly, but then, and I love how he says this, he says, the deceitfulness of wealth and the worries of this world will choke it out. I mean, isn't that the things that we face so many times in our lives? And yet, he says this, and this is incredible. He says, some of the seed will fall on good soil and it will yield a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. What's Jesus talking about? He's talking about the seed that falls on a heart that's ready to respond, that wants to live their lives for the glory of God. And that seed is going to yield a harvest. It's going to impact generations. Guys, that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for everybody who calls Rolling Hills home, that we become fully mature disciples that we would impact generations in our families, right? In our extended families, our, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, that we would leave a legacy for Christ and for His kingdom. And that's what God wants to do in us individually, but also in us together. And that's the journey that we're on. You know, for many of us back in November, we as a church, we, we took an initiative. We said, hey, we're going to be for the kingdom. For the kingdom. We had a big campaign. If you remember in church, you were so generous. We gave over and above our weekly tithe. And we gave an offering to impact more seeds being sown. 
more people hearing the gospel, more lives being changed. And we have five initiatives. One, we talked about, hey, how can we impact the next generation? Preschool, children, students. How can we see them fall in love with the Word of God and grow deep? How that's going to impact generations to come. We also talked about a, a, a new home for our Nolensville campus, and God's growing our Nolensville campus, and it's so exciting. I just love what's happening, and we need a new home and a new place, and so we, we gave financially to that. We also were talking about a new home for our Belmont Heights campus. It's amazing what God's doing at Belmont Heights and the opportunity we have to continue to grow there. And then we talked about at our Franklin campus, and God continues to bring so many people, and lives are being changed daily weekly and it's exciting but we need more space and then we talked about our fifth initiative tithing on what we give to Justice and Mercy International and what God's doing through JMI to impact orphans in Moldova and jungle pastures in the Amazon and around the world and we said hey we want to build two more transitional living homes in Moldova to help orphans have a hope in a future and so church we are a part of something bigger than ourselves this is a god-sized calling and a god-sized assignment so i want you to hear from pastors and those leading these initiatives as we kind of go forward and i want you to be a part of what god's doing as we pray together as we serve together as we invest our lives for the glory of our god jason nick it's so great to sit down together and to hear what god's doing and uh, man it's amazing i mean praise be to god so jason tell us a bit about what's happening in Knowlesville, and then nick tell us about belmont heights and what god's doing there well i don't know how much time i have to say i'm talking about everything but you know I, I could just i could just talk forever about the things that god's doing here in Knowlesville. but it's just it's so cool i mean I, the first thing that comes to my mind is this sunday when we're going to be watching this together we're going to get to celebrate baptism of a guy that we've been walking with for over four years awesome. and to make that spiritual uh, decision to follow jesus so just stuff like that's so cool i mean i also think about we're sitting in a place that we've been praying for here in our Nolensville office space and the lord um, just very providentially uh, dropped this in our lap and we're so thankful for it. Not only does our it staff... so great. Thank yeah, you. It, it. It, our staff gets to work here, but you know we have uh, in this setting right here, partnership classes, connection lunches, high school Bible study. So it's just a, it's a blessing. And, uh, you know, in, in addition to all of that, we're, we're still excited about what that next stake in the ground looks like. You know, this was the place first, and, and so now we're praying and, and, and believing that the Lord's going to make that next uh, home for us just so evident. You know, we've been having conversations with landowners here in town. We've been having conversations with people who own existing structures here in town about the possibilities of, of working together. We've had conversations with churches and ministries here about working together. Uh, you know, so it's just, there's, there's lots of, um, lots of, of good conversations. We're just still praying and trusting that the Lord's going to make one of those so abundantly clear for us uh, in the timeline that, that we're currently working with. You know, we've been blessed to be at the Nolensville Elementary School, uh, but our, our time there is, is going to be coming to an end near the end of this year. And so we're just trusting and believing that the Lord will open up that, that next door for us to continue to impact this area. You know, this area is awesome. Uh, it's a fast growing area. You know, thousands of people have moved here in the last few years. It's been, it's been voted as one of the 10 fastest growing, you know, kind of suburbs in America. And so this is a great time to be here and a great time for our church to be investing in this community. And I look forward to, to what it is that God has in store for us here. Mm, I love it. I mean, we're sitting in the Nolensville offices right off Nolensville Road and, you know, just to have a stake in the ground, like you Absolutely. said, and that we can reach this community for Christ. Yeah, it's truly a blessing. Yeah. Nick, tell us about what's happening in Belmont Heights. Awesome. Just so much growth and so much excitement. We um, are just one year from our merge process. 
um, in January of 2018. And so we just celebrated that uh, with actually baptism, our first baptisms. And we have another one coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, our first college student baptism since we um, began the merge. And we had our big grand opening last August. And we're really excited about that because we're seeing life change. And uh, we love what we're getting to do right there in the community. And we're in a little bit of a similar boat um, as a Nolensville campus because we're also looking for space in the area. And we want to stay just as close and adjacent to the college campuses as we can to continue reaching that part of Nashville. Um, and so we've got realtors and leaders looking around in the area and trying to figure out what properties might be coming available, what could be a long-term lease option, um, and even starting to have conversations with churches about future partnerships um, to see where we might land and just expecting that God's going to provide something. Um, you were talking about the idea of um, sowing seeds and just throwing it out there and throwing the gospel out there and just seeing what springs up. And nobody did that more than Paul. And I've been reading in Acts this week, um, Acts chapter 17, where he lands in Athens, this, this city, this diverse place where all these cultures and all these religions and all these really false idols were kind of coming together. Um, and he addresses the people in the Areopagus. And I, I learned that um, the Pope that was in office, the, in office, the longest <laughs> in my life, uh, lifetime, John Paul II, um, he called modern media uh, the Areopagus of our day. Um, and just looking, at, it's the place where we get to go and present um, and, and also defend the gospel. Um, and we're at Nashville, just a mecca of media for sure. And so, and it's the place where God's called us um, to both present the gospel and also to defend truth. And we're getting to do that um, in really real ways. Um, it's such an international place and a national place with college students coming from all over the country and literally all over the world to be in this area. Um, and we're getting to engage that. Um, the population in Nashville, right around 12 South, Hillsborough, Belmont, um, it is such a neat place to be and experience that part of culture. And we're just learning um, all the different ways that we might be able to be an impact there. Um, and it's a blessing to get to be on this journey. I love it. And, and guys, God is using you. And I'm so thankful for what is happening at Nolensville and at Belmont Heights. And just, man, God's good. And for us as a church, just to say, hey, we are going to go sow seed, right? We're going to go to Nolensville and God's bringing people. We're going to go to Nashville and just sow seed and, and hearing people coming into Christ and seeing the life change that's happening. And Nick, I know you and Susan moved from Spring Hill to be in the community and Jason, you and Jacqueline living in Nolensville and us saying as a church, we believe in what God's doing and we want to make a difference in our community in Middle Tennessee for the glory of God. So love being on this journey together and just so thankful for what our God's doing. Erica Chase, it's so exciting to see what God's doing here at the Franklin campus as well as what God's doing in Nolensville, Belmont Heights. Talk to us a little bit about the plans that are happening now and even going forward this year. Yeah, it is, it is really exciting to go through all of the For the Kingdom planning and to see what God did in His, in his pledges uh, through His people. And so now we're, we're developing plans to see how we can expand the seating of the Franklin campus because we don't want anybody to be the last person through the door. So how can we use every inch possible? So we're looking at all sorts of different scenarios. We're looking at reorienting the room. We're looking at bleachers, pushing walls back. We're talking to uh, engineers and architects and, and all sorts of different 
different plans and, and trying to determine what's going to be the most cost effective, the most beneficial, you know, for uh, expansion of, of our Franklin seating capacity. And so that's super exciting. We don't have any concrete plans to announce today, but, uh, but they're coming. And every day we're, we're working toward uh, coming to a resolution and, and understand what's going to be best. But while we're working on that, we realize that it's, it's not just the auditorium that needs expansion. We know parking is can be a real hassle at times, and, and so we're looking at those options. We're excited that we just uh, were able to work a deal with Comcast, and so they're going to use only about half of what they're using up front right now um, for their trucks, and so we, we're going to gain about 50 spots up there in the next several months. And then uh, Husky, that we've had a partnership with, uh, the, is the building behind us. We've used their parking lot for the last year, and uh, we just were able to sign a five-year lease with them to be able to use their parking um, as well. Now, we need some golf carts to make uh, uh, the walk. They're not quite as far, but we're excited about that as well. And then we continue to look at our 27 acres and how to develop that in, in totality, but especially when it comes to parking and looking at those options as well. So that way we feel like if we can expand the auditorium space, expand the parking, we're going to be able to reach more and more people um, you know, for the sake of the gospel in, in the coming year. So that's exciting. And, and once that gets established, then we'll look into additional adult classrooms for, you know, for our classes and for teaching opportunities and teaching venues and, and those types of deals, as well as offices, because right now between JMI and Rolling Hills, we've got staff in closets and in hallways and and all over the place. So um, that's that's in the works as well. So really exciting. Wish we had concrete things to, to announce today, but we've got a lot of things going on behind the scenes with a lot of really smart, uh, you know, experienced people. And we know there'll be some exciting plans to announce here in the near future. Yeah, and from a family ministry update, really excited about what's going on in family ministry. If you're a parent in the room, you know we continue to see growth in preschool kids and students. And what I love about, obviously, what we do, we always say it, we're here to partner with the parent also in order to um, disciple your kids, and so which is really exciting. So know that that we are we we're building a framework, a groundwork for what the future is going to be with future staffing, with new leaders and volunteers, in order to get ready for this uh, continued growth, and even looking towards the new student kids space. That's so exciting. We have some initial plans for that space, and the great thing is that in a couple weeks we're going to be going on an exploratory trip to go check out other churches and other organizations and take what we have and, and be able to lay it against that and say, what is the best possible um, layout for the next generation here at, at Rolling Hills in order to prepare, um, you know, more kids coming to this place and have an opportunity for our students to invite their friends to come to this place. And so it's really exciting what God's doing in family ministry. Uh, yeah, excited for the future. I love it. I got to tell you, I Chase, to you and your team, your family ministry team is doing a fantastic job. You know, we just had family dedication last week, 15 babies here at uh, Franklin campus dedicated to the Lord and their families. And then I've got a child in uh, elementary and middle school and high school. And uh, it's awesome. I mean, I just love how they're being discipled in the Lord and what God's doing in the foundation. I see it. I see it in our house and I love just them growing up in the Lord. So thank you to your team and just so grateful for our church and how people are inviting people. And there's a buzz, there's an excitement as people are inviting people saying, hey, come hear the gospel, hear the good news and community groups and what's happening in Nolensville, Belmont Heights and Franklin campus. And so praise be to God. And let's just continue to reach out, grow up and give all for the glory of our God. Amen. Amen.
Mary Catherine, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with us about what God's doing through Justice and Mercy International. And I just love JMI. And what's neat is that we're sitting here in our Belmont Heights offices, you know, right here by Belmont's campus. But these are our office space for our Belmont Heights campus for, for Rolling Hills. And, and in here, we get the opportunity to see God working, but we're also seeing God working around the world. And so Rachel, tell us a little bit about what's happening in Moldova and the Amazon through JMI. Yeah, we've really seen the Lord just be so faithful to JMI. Um, you know, Rolling Hills started JMI over 10 years ago now, and we have seen so much growth only by the Lord's hand, truly. Um, some of that growth has been that our, tr our sponsorship numbers have tripled in that time, over tripled. Um, more and more people are continuing to partner, continuing to come alongside orphaned, vulnerable children, um, show them the love of Christ through sponsorship, through going on trips. Um, we've added so many staff. We have um, 27 indi indigenous staff in uh, Moldova and in the Amazon, which is incredible. We really believe in empowering the people that live there in Moldova and in the Amazon to do the work on the ground. And so we've got those staff doing the work every single day. Um, so we're, we're working here in the Nashville area, but we've got staff there where we work and we're really excited about how the Lord is using them on the ground with these acutely vulnerable people, children and families. Um, the poor and the orphan and the forgotten, as we say. And so we're so grateful. We've increased the number of trips we take every year. We have hundreds of people going with us around the world um, to share the love of Christ, uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus uh, to the vulnerable. And so the Lord is continuing to just bust the doors open. We can't keep up and we're so excited about what He's continuing to do. I love that. I love that. You're doing such a great job with sponsorships and people being connected with a special child. We know their names. I mean, we know hundreds of, of orphans' names and, and what the church is doing and how we're praying and serving and just making a difference. And Mary Catherine, you are the executive director of JMI and, and, and you know, for the kingdom that we took this offering and all of us, we pledged and we gave over and above our tithe um, for what God's doing and, and we're tithing to JMI. And so as we, we look at those dollars, where, where is that going to go in 2019 and beyond? Well, we're really, really excited, Jeff. You know, as Rachel was talking about, we have over 700 people that are sponsored in all the places that we work. And but that's not enough. You know, we, we want to do more. And we feel like God's calling us as a church and as a nonprofit ministry uh, with JMI to do more. And so For the Kingdom is going to help us do that. So in Moldova, you know, we really started in Moldova the first year that we existed and we started going and we saw this is a little tiny country in Eastern Europe with a really big need. It's ground zero for human trafficking. Mm -hmm. It's only the size of Maryland, but something like 60% of all the kids that are trafficked into the sex slave trade in Europe are coming out of Moldova. And so by God's grace, you know, we have made a difference and we can, with God's empowerment and His help, um, we can really make, we can change the course of history in this little, little place called Moldova. So right now we have houses in the north, um, in the Belts area, so we have a house for boys and a house for girls there. We have two houses in the central part of the country in Chisinau, but we have no work happening yet in the south. So For the Kingdom is allowing us to start doing the work of moving down into the southern part of Moldova. So, you know, in hopefully three to five years, we will have two more homes in the south, and that means we'll have houses in every region of Moldova, so every child that's at risk is within a short distance of one of our homes and our staff, that indigenous staff that's on the ground. 
So our first step, you know, we can't get there overnight. Mm -hmm. So our first step is this summer in July, you leading a team through JMI down to the Kahul area, which is in the southern part of Moldova. And so we'll take a team and we'll go there and begin to pray and to look and to meet children, understand what their needs are, what their risk level is, uh, get connected to churches in that area, begin to find staff that can help us. So when we are ready to build those houses, we have people that are there to do the work. Because a house is just a house. You have to have you know, God-fearing, God-loving people that can step into those roles to really parent these kids and to make a difference. So that's what's happening there. And then also For the Kingdom is going to help us do more of what we do in the Amazon. Um, you know, our goal there that we feel like God's given us is to empower local indigenous pastors and their wives and missionaries so that, you know, we can really make sure that the gospel has been heard in every area of, of that region of, of Brazil and take, take it to the furthest uh, parts of the jungle. It's amazing. And I just want to say thank you, you know, on behalf of your church family at Rolling Hills, we just say thank you, you know, for what God's doing through JMI and, and our team here in the States and just the lives that are being changed. And I, and I really believe, you know, as we sow seeds of the gospel in Franklin and in Nolensville and in Nashville, we're also sowing seeds of the gospel in Moldova and the Amazon and to the ends of the earth. And, and I love being a part of this together. I love what God's doing. And so all glory to Him. And uh, I love that we all get to do this together. Church family, isn't this exciting? I mean, the opportunity that we have to be people who sow seeds and see lives changed for the glory of God that impacts people's lives right here in our neighborhoods and throughout the world and what God's doing in Moldova and precious orphan children's lives that are being changed because of what you are doing right here in Middle Tennessee. And guys, that we get to do that together. And I love having multiple campuses. And as we know people who work, you know, in Nashville or live in Nolensville or live in Franklin, and we can invite people to go to different campuses, that that's all of us working together for the glory of God. You know, as we look at 2019, my hope and my prayer is that we are set in stone that we build our lives individually and together as a church on the solid rock of Christ. You know, Jesus told another story. He told a story at the end of his longest sermon that we have recorded, and it's the Sermon on the Mount. And he comes to Matthew chapter 7, and he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, right? It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to put it into practice. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and yet it did not fall, <laughs> because, because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice, right? He hears, kind of goes on, gets busy with life, and falls away. He doesn't put them into practice. He is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And you look at this and you go, wow, I mean, that's some strong words. But what Jesus was saying is, hey, build your house, build your life on the Word of God. Be set in stone. Now notice that the winds came and the storms blew against both houses. I mean, just because you're built on the rock doesn't mean we're not going to go through challenges or difficulties. As James says, that's where our faith grows, right? In James chapter 1, that we become mature in those times. But I want to tell you, you know, when those 
winds blow and those hardships come, when you are built on the rock, man, you will stand and you will impact generations for the glory of God. People will say, hey, there's something different about them. But if you build your life on the shifting sand, you know, if you run after culture and think, hey, I'm going to keep up with everything and the latest trends and latest this or the latest that, or you run after money, the stock market goes up and it goes down. I mean, you run after those things. You're building your life on shifting sand. And I want to encourage you today, evaluate where are you in your own life, in your own heart? Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Have you confessed, Jesus, I want you in my heart. I repent of what I've done that's wrong, and I want to build my life on you. As a church, hey, in 2019, we are building on the rock of Christ. We are building on a firm foundation, and we are going forward in Him. And it is so exciting that we get to do this together. Guys, this is like Acts chapter 2. I mean, we're seeing miracles unfold. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already been a part of For the Kingdom. You, you know, in November, we had 456 giving units, you know, so that can represent one person, that can represent, you know, eight people, if your family's that big, who have said, yes, I'm committing over and above my tithe to invest in For the Kingdom. And, and we have already pledged 4.6 million dollars. Praise be to God, already a million dollars has been given for these initiatives that you just heard about. Now, if you missed out on being a part of that, go to Rolling Hills backslash for the kingdom and you can sign up or go to your Next Steps booth in one of your campuses and, and sign up and say, hey, I want to commit with my church family over and above my tithe to invest here. Guys, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us, right? Praying, it's going to take all of us. Giving, it's going to take all of us. Serving, it's going to take all of us locking arms together to make the impact for the glory of God that He desires in our own lives and in us as a church together. And I want to tell you, I love being on this journey with you. I am more excited about what God's doing at Rolling Hills today than ever before. And there is no place in the world that I'd rather be than serving our God right here with you because we are better together. Church, we are better together. So let's pray for one another. Let's encourage one another and let's give our best. Let's sow the seed, right, with our own family and our own neighborhood and in our workplace and let's build our lives on the rock of Christ and let's watch God do what only God can do. Guys, we're in this together for the glory of God and let's live it all for Him. Yeah, it's amazing what God's doing, but God's just getting started. And church isn't about buildings. The church is about you, the body of Christ. And so as you and I build our lives, as we set in stone, you have an impact that it's bigger than you can see. And you're impacting people across the world. And your faithfulness to God impacts you. It impacts your marriage. It impacts your children. But it impacts so many others. And when Jesus cast that vision to his disciples back then, they could have never dreamed what God was going to do. And when God calls us, and imagine this, God has brought us from all over the country to be here for a time such as this. And we lock arms together and we serve God together and we grow together and we say, God, all glory to you. And we get to be a part of that. Guys, it's exciting and it's amazing. So here's my prayer for you in 2019. It's from Psalm chapter one. And it says this, blessed is the man who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And that person's like a tree 
planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Whatever they do prospers. When you build your life on the rock of Christ, right? Whatever you do prospers. And I pray this year, it's your best year yet. I pray that you grow deeper in the word of God than you've ever been. You grow stronger in your faith. I pray for your marriage, your future marriage. I pray for your children, your family. I pray for your grandchildren. I pray just the impact that you will have and that we will have together. Imagine a tree just planted by streams of water which bears its fruit in season whose leaf doesn't wither. Whatever you do prospers. You know, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he brought his disciples together. And he said, guys, listen, I'm going I'm to start something now that's going to impact generations. I'm going to set a practice in place and ordinance in place that churches that will come after you will practice and be reminded it's all about me. And so he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, guys, this is my body broken for you, broken for you personal. I'm taking your place. The wages of sin is death. You deserve to die on that cross. Each of us have sinned. We've all fallen short. But Jesus says, I'm taking your place. My body broken for you. And after supper, he took the cup. He says, guys, this is the new covenant. This is my blood poured out. It's a new covenant. Uh, before you were under the old covenant, when you sinned, when you messed up, you were separated from God, right? Holy God, sinful man. But now there's a new covenant. Praise God for grace. Praise God for grace. Take and drink in remembrance of me. For when you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And so this morning, we have the opportunity, just like those disciples back then 2,000 years ago, just like churches before us, maybe your parents grew up in church, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-great-grandparents, and they came to the table. They came to the table to receive the grace and the goodness of God to, to say, I want to build my life on Christ. It's all about Him. We want to be a church dedicated to Him. And they, they pass that on to generation to generation. Now it's us. It's our turn. It's our time. So in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come to the table. I'm going to invite some of our A6 men and their wives to go to the tables. And they're going to be there to serve you. They're going to be there to pray with you to extend to you the bread, Christ's body broken, to hold for you the cup, his blood poured out. And I'm gonna invite you, there's a gluten-free table over here. There's tables in the back, so the closest table may be behind you. But I'm gonna invite you to come to the table to take a piece of that bread and to dip it in the cup and to receive what only God can give. And when you come this morning, I'm gonna ask you to do this. If you come individually or if you come with your spouse or you maybe come with your family, I want to ask you, when you come to the table, would you just dedicate this year to the Lord? Would you just say, God, I give you all of 2019. I give you my heart and my life. I don't know what this year holds. I don't know the joys. I don't even know the challenges, the struggles, but I know this. I, I want to be set in stone. I, I want to be a person of faith. I want to be a person of commitment. I want to be steadfast. I want to build my life on you. So Jesus, I'm yours. And I'm dedicating this year and I'm dedicating my life to you. 
So Father God, here we are, your disciples today. And God, you've given us a huge vision, Father. A people of God reaching out, growing up, giving all. And Father, you've brought us from all over the country. You've brought us at different times and seasons of our lives, but you have placed us here right now at Rolling Hills. And I pray, oh Father, you would find us faithful. I pray you would be men and women after your heart. I pray you would grow us deep in your word and your truth. And that, Father, you would impact generations through us. God, we love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus and for the hope that we have in Christ. Thank you that this world is not all that there is, that the best is still to come one day. So let us fix our eyes on you as we come to your table and dedicate this year and dedicate our lives. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we come. Amen. Amen. You're invited to come to his table.